Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people and you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. Monday. Happy Monday. Welcome to 90 Day the Melanated Way. I'm your host, Linda Antwee. So much to talk about, you guys. This episode was an S show. An S show. And I loved it. I was here for all the drama. Before we get started, let me do my shout outs as normal. Uh, Want to shout out some new people. Ali, Sarah, Megan, and Beth. Welcome to the VIP Lifestyle. Uh, shout out to Rebecca, Marianne Redella, and of course, day oneers, Linda, Lydia, Brianna, Crystal, Nicole, and Amanda, and Jalisa. Love you guys. What up, live chat? Hey, Lydia. Hey, Amy. Amy's new. Let's welcome her. Angelica, I think you might be new. Welcome. And of course, I have to not forget to shout out Lita. Lita does all my great graphics, and I want to let you guys know about her. And check her out on Instagram, made by Sheila Lita. Check her out on Instagram. She's amazing, and she just helps me so, so very much. I appreciate everything about you. Um, hi, MyTube777. She's a new subscriber. Welcome. Glad you made the live chat. Hey, Susan, you're new as well. Shout out all the new people. Welcome to the family. I appreciate you guys being here. And I know that the live chat will welcome you warmly. First and foremost, I just want to say what it, like, it was a shit show, you guys. Like, I I think that this episode was incorrectly labeled. It was cr- labeled episode 11, season 8, Three's a Party. It should have been episode uh, 11, season 8. WTF. That's what it should have been called because seriously, that's all I kept saying the whole entire. I sat here for two hours because, you know, the commercial, it's an hour and a half, but like two hours. And I just didn't even know where to start. I went from baby Brandon to friggin' crazy sex tourist Stephanie to like Mike and Natalie, same drama, all the same drama all the time. Hi, Cooch, you're new. Welcome. Um, to Rebecca and Ziad and Rebecca's insecurities, like there was just a lot going on, you guys, and I was here for it. So let's just jump in. Uh, they start off with Brendan and Julia, and I don't know if you guys noticed, but Brendan and Julia, they usually start episodes with them a lot. Um, hi, Amanda. Hey, girl. Hey. And <laughs> Crystal says, yes, 15 minutes in, and I had to pause to process. Girl, same, same. 
I was taking notes and I had to keep pressing pause. Hey, Cooch, thanks, you're welcome. Hey, Nancy, Nancy's new, welcome from Maine. I've always wanted to go to Maine. I've always wanted to go to Maine. You guys are supposed to have like amazing views. Uh, hey, Belly, hey girl, hey. Still that girl, your profile pitch is fire. Like just fire, it's fire. Everyone say hey to Belly, beautiful Belly. Yes, Raydella says, welcome new subscribers. Welcome, welcome to the party. Um, so yeah, so Brandon and Julia, we start off and uh, they're doing the most, you guys. And I have so many questions about Brandon and Julia, but as you guys saw the opening, they had an idea with the parents, Betty and Ron, that they were gonna cut their losses and they're gonna stay. Hey, Nancy, um, it's a beautiful state. Let me know when you come. When the world opens up again, when the world opens up again, Nancy, I will let you know because I will be there. I am dying to travel. So, okay, you guys, let's just talk about it. Can we just talk about it? Can just we be real? You have Brandon and Julia who are having, who are young, right? So we're young. We're in a pandemic. You're in a, you're in a relationship. This is your fiance officially, and you haven't seen them for so long, and now you guys are together. So you guys are gonna have a lot of sex. I mean. Let's just be real. The part that is is fascinating to me is the whole quote unquote pullout method and how y'all are shocked that you have a pregnancy scare. How old are you? How old are you? How old are you? Because you're 27 and 20. Apparently, I thought she was 25, but apparently they're both 27. So I always say this on my show, and if you're new, this will be new to you. But if you're a regular, you know, 27 is closer to 30 than it is to 20. So like you being confused that you have a pregnancy scare because you're using the pull-up method and you guys don't want to talk about birth control is very irresponsible to me. And I, I have a problem trying to understand what the hell is going on. Do you know what I mean? Like, you're all scared and you can't afford a baby because you can't even afford a wedding and you can't afford to live. Well, when y'all are rolling up in the bed, what are y'all thinking about? Because that would be the first thing I'm thinking. I'm thinking, you know what? Your pull-out game is not that strong and you're almost 30 years old. You should know better, so you should do better. I'm just, I, I'm confused. I am so confused. Brings me to my first question and we'll talk about it as we move on. My first question is, should Brandon have waited until they had they did a pregnancy test to talk to his parents? So should they have gone and done a pregnancy test, found out if they were actually indeed pregnant, and then talked to his parents? Because I agreed with Julia 1,000%. And what I agreed about was like, hey, let's you and I deal with this, find out if there's actually something to be worried about, and then talk to your parents. But Brandon is like, he's like a boy man. He can't make any decisions himself and he's always riding the fence and anything, anytime anything comes up, he's like, oh my God, I got to tell my parents, my parents are old. Like Brandon, grow, grow some balls and be a man. Again, you're almost 30 years old. You want to run to your parents and say, oh, well, Julia has been throwing up all morning. She might be pregnant. Like seriously, after we just saw Betty have a super freak out because her quote unquote baby was leaving and she was quote losing my baby 
First of all, Betty, Brandon's 27. He's a grown ass man. Do you feel like he made a grown ass man? Hey, Jojo. Um, Angelica says, test first. No one needs that stress and conflict of a pregnancy uncertainty. And Lydia says, yes, I would have waited. And also saying, laughing about it is the worst for me, childish. And Belly says, of course they should have waited, especially with parents that are so dramatic. Um, and Cooch says, he's just like his stupid parents, but I'm betting they're still together. <laughs> Cooch, that's super funny. So I have to tell you my notes. My notes said, friggin' idiots. Tell parents about her getting sick? Why? Why are you going to tell her parents that? Why? Like his parents. Why? What's the point? Because you are not a grown man and you can't decide how to make decisions. First of all, y'all are already in a car. So go ahead and go to the drugstore, convenience store, grocery store, corner store, wherever there's a store, and buy a pregnancy test. You can't do that. You're going to drive all the way home. And what I thought was interesting was that they talked about how she wasn't feeling good for a week. So y'all waited like a whole week to find out because you don't know. You don't know what to do, but you need to run and tell your parents that she's been throwing up all morning. Like, please grow up. Just please grow up because you you look stupid and you sound stupid. And in all caps, I wrote, grow up, Brandon. I just, you're a nightmare. You can't, you say you can't afford a kid, but you're having unprotected sex and you're almost 30 years old and you want to act like you don't know any better. Hey, Jojo. Welcome, Jojo. She's new. They're living in the U.S. Oh, my God. And they're adults. Are they, though, Jojo? Are they? Are they? Are they acting like adults? <laughs> Amanda says, how does Brandon come home with only the pregnancy set and not one single condom? Okay, that's that's what that's what I'm confused about, you guys. Like, again, how old are we? How old are we? If you were like, you know, I don't know, 18, 19, 20, 21, then maybe I'd be like, oh, maybe you don't know any better. But like, you're almost 30 years old, Brandon. And even Julia, the two of you acting like you don't know any better is confusing to me because you should definitely know better. Definitely. Hey, Kimberly, welcome. You've been away for a while. Welcome back. So he's scared. Julia's scared. They're driving in the car. She's like opening the window because she feels like she's going to throw up. He's pointing out ERs. And I was like, okay, you guys, like really, what's really happening right now? And so they decide, Brandon decides for them that they're going to tell his mom, especially because the mom, he doesn't want his mom to find out. And like, if she's sick and the mom notices that she's going to want to take Julia to the, to the hospital or to the doctors. And I was just like, I'm just not impressed with, I'm just not impressed with this whole situation. I really am not. I'm not trying to be like a, like Debbie Downer, but like at the same time, I just feel like you guys are so old, not old. Okay. Let me, Take that back before you guys all freak out. 
I feel like they're old enough to do better, so be better. That's all I'm saying. If you were like brand new, didn't know what you were doing, didn't know how to have sex before, you know, what hole goes into what and who's what, where, what, uh, uh, then I can understand the confusion. But y'all been doing it for some time now. And your fiancés, and you're almost 30. So, like, have that conversation. If you feel like you're not ready, oh, Kimberly, I'm not saying 30 is not old. I'm just saying 30 is old enough to know better, do better. That's what I'm saying, okay? I'm saying do better. JoJo says, I'm in a conservative country, but their attitude is, hmm... And Kimberly also says, I turned 30 in July. Don't put Brandon on us. He's a special breed. I'm just saying, like, just do better. Do better. Have the conversation. Before you stick it in it, know what what the consequences are. That's all I'm saying. Know what the consequences are. Because guess what? 30 and then you're 40 and then you're 50. Boom. Boom, 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 boom. You're supposed to get older and wiser, not not dumber as you get older. So anyways, they hang out with the parents and it was like awkward at first, not sure, but Betty offers to play a game and of course they wanna play Jenga. And so I was like, you know, in my mind, I was like, it's a bad idea. And Julia said the same thing to talk to the parents before they actually know. And I totally agree with her. Figure it out amongst the two of you. You guys are grown-ass adults. Figure it out. And then if there's something to say, say it. Because you already know that Betty's a bitty, Betty, this is a good one. See if you guys can say it. Betty is a busybody. And Betty's going to be up in your business. And Betty, before you even landed, wanted to take you to a doctor to get birth control. So why, why do that? Why stroke the fires of the busybody, Betty, and instead, know your facts and come. Hi, Kim, you're new. She agrees. I agree. Oh, Kim, you're not new. I remember you because I remember that picture. I want to be in the snow. Welcome back, Kim. I agree. Test first. Um, do the test. Know what you're talking about. And then have an informed conversation. Because you come at your parents all willy-nilly. And they're going to think that you're immature because you act immature. And I just want to say state for the record, when Ron said, oh, hey, I would have, he's like, I wouldn't have said anything until the test. It's exactly what Julia was saying. Julia's like, let's get the test. Let's do the test. Why are we talking to the parents before we even know? Because Betty's going to go off on a tangent because we already know she's a drama queen. Plus, you, you guys already know that if you don't know and you don't watch our news and gossip and you don't follow us everywhere in 90 Day, the melanated way, we already know that Betty and Ron are swingers. So, you know, they're extra on the protection, right? Because, you know, if you're swinging it left, right, and center with him, her, her, and him, then obviously you're going to have some opinions about safe sex. And why go to them, like I said, all willy-nilly, not knowing and coming at them incorrectly like you're immature, you know, 19 year old. It's ridiculous. Uh, 
Jojo says, I like the attitude of Julia. Hit it, girl. You're the one to live with Brandon, not them. Facts. And Belly says, so many different types of birth control. Um, they need to educate themselves. They definitely need to educate themselves. But I just think that they need to be more responsible. Hey, Valentina. Welcome back. Um, yeah. Yes, Cooch. Not only did they have a bowl of condoms by the bed, they had a bowl of condoms and chocolate. So they could have easily figured it out 100%. agree with you. Amanda says, my best friend uses the pull-out method and he just had his third kid. <laughs> and there it is. And there it is. So they talk to Ron and Buddy and they say they have some interesting news. And Julie's like, say it and run. Right, which would put them on the defensive, but hey, what do I know? So Brandon tells them that Julie's been feeling sick, she's been throwing up all morning, yada yada yada. And you know, you know what I got sick of you guys is Brandon always throwing Julia under the bus. So Ron was like, Wow, that's really, really interesting, and you know you guys should go get a pregnancy test. That's the first thing I would have done. And then Brandon's like, yeah, you know, you don't have to preach to me. I've been preaching to her and saying like this and this and this. I was like, ah, stop it. Stop it. Time out. Are you trying to say that all of us that have been watching you since the get-go watching you talk about the pull-out method and how you don't like condoms are now going to throw Julia under the bus. And again, I'm going to say you're almost 30 years old. It takes two to tango. Yeah. She's not getting pregnant by herself. She's not having a pregnancy scare by herself. And you all both said that you guys don't quote unquote like birth control. So you know what? Don't just go. Just go. Get out of here with the nonsense, Brandon. I'm so tired of you throwing Julia under the bus. It takes two to tango. And here's my question to you guys. Do you guys think that Brandon... Okay, so here's my question. Is Brandon just weak, like a weak individual that can't stand up for himself? Or is he scared of his parents? Because I'm trying to figure out why he can't take a stance on anything. He has to run to his parents for everything. And... When it comes to like push or shove, he's always like Julia's his excuse for everything. Julia doesn't want to live at the farm. Julia's not happy here. Julia wants to stay in my room. Julia says she wants to move. Julia got pregnant. Like, Nawful, you are grown. You have a part of this. And you even admitted to all of us that you don't even want the farm. That was not your dream. Your dream was to be with Julia. You said this like four episodes ago. So why can't you stand up to your parents? Are you afraid of them? Or are you just a weak ass man? Because I, I need to know. So tell me. Lydia says, balls haven't dropped. Ridella says, man child. Belly says, he was coddled. And Cooch says, scared baby man child all of those things and it's unfortunate because 
it makes them look bad, you guys. And it makes them look especially bad when that's your fiance. That's supposed to be your partner in life. And you never stick up for her. And instead, you just throw her under the bus. So SMH to you, Brandon. SMH, do better. So the other thing that I thought was interesting was Ron. Ron saying how ever since Julia got off the plane, it's been a roller coaster ride. Has it, Ron? Has it? Because, you know, I'm looking at you like this. You know, I know you're a swinger and a doomsdayer. So, like, if this is a roller coaster ride, what's all the other swinging stuff in the hot tub in the back? You know what I mean? Like, don't be dramatic when we all know what's going on. Like, don't do that. So, they take the test. And unlike Jovi and Yara, he actually tries to allow her to take the test herself. She has, which I thought I died of laughter, you guys, when she had the red cup. And, you know, in the U.S. and Canada, that red cup is the drinking cup. Like, you're partying, your party cup, which I thought was hilarious. So I guess she peed in the cup. And then she stuck the pregnancy test into the cup. And then she's like, well, how do I do this? Thought it was great that... You know, Brandon was there for her, unlike Jovi, who was like, let me see you pee on the stick because I don't believe you. Um, And then she joked that it was two lines. So they had a little panic moment. She's not pregnant. They went and told the parents. And before they told the parents, they played that same joke. And you saw Betty's face because you saw Betty's face when they first initially told her she was mad, like livid. And she was like, no, 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 not my baby having a baby. No, another sleepless night. I was like, Betty, shut up, calm down, just calm down. Anyways, they're not pregnant, super not pregnant. And I feel like they need to have a conversation about what they're going to do moving forward since obviously you two want to be around each other and have tons of sex, so decide as adults what you're going to do about it, because unprotected sex can not only lead to pregnancy, but can lead to STDs, and we all know this as grown-up adults, period. Cooch says it's all about Betty. Isn't it, though? Isn't it, though? Then my next favorite train wrecks, Stephanie and Ryan, And you guys, if you watch my news and gossip show on Wednesday, we've talked all about Stephanie and all about what's going on with Stephanie. But they open the scene to them fighting. And Stephanie's like, are you afraid of the truth, Ryan? Are you afraid of the truth? And uh, according to Stephanie, they slept together with no condom. And she's like, I don't trust your ass. It's been 10 months and you probably cheated on me. Okay. Okay, Stephanie. Okay, Stephanie. There's so much I have to say about this. I don't even know where to get started. So she is trying to explain that the night before they had a few drinks and they got back home and they started kissing and one thing led to another She showed him all the -the glow-in-the-dark condoms that she brought over that she put by his side of the bed. Apparently, she heard him, like, crinkle, 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 which meant that he was opening it up. And then 
This is the part that I'm confused by. Hi, Jean. Hi, Linda. That couple is almost as wacko as the parents, LOL. Betty is too dramatic. Facts. Um, so she hears the crinkle, crinkle on the condoms. And then what was weird to me, and y'all, I'm just going to be honest with you because I, I didn't understand it. So you're going to have to explain it. And, and we're going to get real here. Sex 101. But she says that um she brings the condoms and then she's like feels like it hurts when she has sex with a condom which i was like wait what and then so she brought lube and then he's like well i don't have the condom on so we don't need the lube and i mean i get it but i don't get it and i'll tell you why so we have the cardi b wop song so are we talking about adapt situation here so instead of a WAP are we DAP and that's what what the problem is because I've never heard I've never heard of that have you guys like have you heard of that this is adult talkings now like so you're using a condom but you also need lube because it hurts or or is that like oh so Lita is saying she's 50 so is that a thing? As you get older, the whap gets not as whap? Is that it? Is that what it is? Hey, dopey. I like, I'm trying to figure it out because, and I, I probably sound super ignorant, but I'm just trying to figure it out because if you have all the tricks of the, oh, Cooch says yes, that's exactly what it is. Okay. Okay. And Lydia says, sadly, yes. Deborah, I don't, I don't know if I've talked to you before, but Deborah says, maybe she's just an old dried up room inside. Aw, the hormones as you get older make you drier. That's, that's sad to know. That's sad to know. That really is sad to know. That's why you should just, you know, just go and have sex with everyone while you're young. And then when you're married, have tons of sex while you're young with your partner. And then, you know, that's how I feel. Like, enjoy it while you can, apparently. So she's freaked out because she feels like he did her wrong and he lied to her. And why did he have sex with her without a condom, without her knowing? And he's like done with her. So he's like walking out and she's freaking out. And he's like, I'm going to catch my taxi. And she's like, you're going to catch your taxi with what money? With whose money? Which I think you guys want to remember is a super important because I'm going to get to it in a minute. So he takes off. And she's explaining to the producer. And what I loved about this segment, you guys, is that you could tell that the cameraman literally just sat his camera down and let her go and do her crazy talk. So she's talking about uh, how, you know, everything came together and I love you and you love me. And, um, but I don't trust you. And it's been 10 months. And my only rule is that we use a condom because I don't trust you. And then he says, but baby, I love you. And 
I want to come to Michigan and it's going to happen. And I was like, oh, wow. Oh, wow. Like, is that not a red flag to you? He loves you because he wants to come to the U.S., but you don't, you're not catching that part. You're just like mad because of this whole condom thing. What I thought was interesting because when you fast forward to Ryan talking to camera and how he says every time she comes, she brings a bunch of condoms, but they never, exactly, Crystal, you're reading my mind, but they never use condoms ever before. So why would why would he think it's different? If you guys have been together, because apparently they've been together for many years, you guys, many years. <clears throat> I want to say seven years. I think that's what my old notes say. You guys have been together for so long, and she's come down here and done this a bazillion times, and you've never used a condom, but this specific time, because of the virus, it's been a longer amount of time that you've been away, so you want him to use a condom, but you've never used a condom before, so he's probably just thinking, like, uh, you know what I mean? Like, have that conversation, have that conversation, and be strict about it, and then, like, I don't want to go off and I don't want you guys to think like I'm I'm being a bitch, but like you didn't watch him put the condom on. You didn't watch him put the condom on and then, you know, get connected. Seems weird to me. And then you didn't know the whole time. But meanwhile, like, do you, I don't know. I know my body. That's all I can say. I know my body and I, I'm just a little confused, but okay. So she's worried that he's cheated and she's like, I'm done. I'm done. I'm done with him. And then she calls him because she's looking for her mom's ring. Okay. So she's looking for her mom's ring. And all of a sudden, Ryan, who by their terms, are fiancés, which another thing is confusing to me because we talked about it on a previous show. He never proposed. You don't have a ring. And then the ring you have is a ring that you brought that's your mom's ring that he never actually gave back to you. But you two are fiancés. And then he even says to camera that he's a great loyal fiancé. Like, I don't know what fiancé means in other places, but I know that someone has to propose to someone in order for you all to be fiancés. Since that didn't happen, how do you just randomly say that we're fiancés? Because if that's the case and that's the new rule in 2020, 2021, then, like I said before, Drake's my fiancé. And I can say that and mean it. It cannot be true. But if we're throwing the word fiancé out there, then that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to throw out that Drake is my fiancé. Because that's what they're doing. And if that's like the going rate and I just didn't know about it, let me just throw my hat in the ring. So she's looking for a ring. And this is what totally pissed me off. So she says, oh, the flip-flops and all the other gifts that she gave him. I hope he didn't steal anything else. Bitch, you gave him those things. You gave him the flip-flops and the undies and the shirts and the condoms and the watches. He can't then turn around and steal them because you gave them to him as gifts, okay? The family heirloom ring that you said, here, this is my mom's ring. When we get married, I just want you to turn around and give it back to me 
You still gave it to him to give to you. So even if he took it, he wouldn't be stealing it. You gave those things to him. And that totally irritated me. It totally irritated me. The other thing that irritated me is she's like, I'm done with him. I'm done with him. And then guess who she, her first call is Harris. Okay. She calls Harris to come over, but she also had called Ryan to say, hey, thank you for not, quote, stealing my mom's ring. Bitch, he, if he took it, it wouldn't have been stealing because you gave it to him, period. So stop saying that. Second, she's like, I can just go and find, what did she say? Oh my gosh, she said, I have tons of slippers and slides here. I can just go and buy a cabana man. Okay. Y'all, I'm going to look at you guys right here. I'm going to look at you right here. Okay. When people talk about sex tourists, that gave me that vibe. So you think that because you bought a whole bunch of stuff and you're in a country that is not as, as wealthy as the country you come from, that you can just buy people with your friggin' flip-flops and your watches. Don't insult the intelligence of countries around you, okay? They all know who you are. And if you want to use them, just know that they're going to use you right back. So if you're going to flaunt your money and your flip-flops and your watches and expect to have anything but the D you're looking for, then you're gonna be sadly mistaken. And for you to sit there with your privilege in a country and say that you can just go and get a cabana boy and give him some flip-flops so that you can get the big D, shame on you. Shame on you. Cause all I wanna say is call it is call it what it is. If you're on a F trip, then that's what it is. Clearly that's what it is. So you can't get upset when you present yourself a certain way and you get the response that you get because that's how you're presenting yourself, period. Thank you for coming to my TED Talk. So she calls Harris and she calls Harris basically for a booty call. She wants, it's nighttime. She wants him to come over. Um, Yes, Jojo, she gave the items to him voluntarily. So what's her issue? What is her issue? And why does she dare say that he stole them when he just, he left everything. He left everything behind. Mind you, she gave those to him as gifts. So she calls Harris for a booty call because it's nighttime. She wants him to come over right now. She talks to her psychic, which is a whole other issue. Hey, Roberta, you're new. Welcome. Roberta says, Something is not right with Stephanie from Grand Rapids. The entire story is strange. Thank you for calling the story out. So <clears throat> she got she calls Harris for a booty call and she says, okay, you guys, she says she needs a good friend, quote unquote, right now. And I wrote, and I can't say it because we're live streaming on Facebook and YouTube. So I'm just gonna say in quotes. Instead of a solid friend, what Stephanie is looking for is a solid F. That's what she's looking for right now. And that's why she called for the booty call for, for Harris. And what I thought was funny is that Harris probably already knows that 
Ryan and Stephanie were fighting. And instead of coming over, he's like, I'll, I'll be there tomorrow. Because I told you it's a family business. So he's going to talk to Ryan first. Make sure that they're cool. This is cool. Yo, bro, you for sure. Like, we're good. And then Harris is going to go. Because we don't want the money train to stop. So if you're done with Ryan, let's still keep in the family. And go ahead, Harris, come over. Harris, go ahead and, and grab those flip-flops. Grab the watches. And you know what? Whatever else she gave, she's going to give to you because that's how she rolls. And we're good. And then if she starts giving you the money, then you're going to share it with the rest of the family because that's exactly what Ryan was doing. So, oh, everyone, welcome Zulu. She's watching live from Zambia. Hello, Zulu. That's awesome. Welcome. So yeah, that's what I think is going on. Now I want to talk about Maria and I want to ask your opinion because, you know, Maria is the psychic that Stephanie literally says, I love you too, after they hang up the phone call, their phone calls. And if you guys remember, and if you remember what Stephanie said, Maria is the one that said that she saw Stephanie and Ryan getting married and then Ryan leaving her for a younger woman. And now that Ryan's out, Stephanie says, well, you know, um, I'm, in, I'm in this with you from the beginning and I see Harris in your future. I do think he might have an ulterior motive, but you know, maybe he, he's your future. I'm like, as a psychic, you seem a little wishy-washy. Didn't you just finish saying that Ryan was the future and now Harris is the future. What kind what kind of I don't know. Do you guys believe in psychics? I need to know. Does someone does someone because like what she's saying is just what Stephanie wants to hear. And I feel like how much are you paying this woman to tell you stuff that just has not happened? Kimberly says she knows nothing but what the woman wants to hear. I have a feeling that that's the case. Amanda says, I wanted the psychic friend to say that she could predict the future if Stephanie Venmo her $50. <laughs> Lydia believes in psychics. And, but she also says her psychic is no bueno. And Jojo says, I go with Ryan's reason why he don't believe it. Yeah, I don't believe in psychics, you guys. Sorry. And I, and again, sorry, not sorry. I did definitely grow up in a very religious uh, family and all that stuff was like black magic. So I just feel like if you believe in it, then your psychic should at least be good. She shouldn't be telling you nonsense. Like, hey, no, it's this guy. No, 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 it's this guy. Oh, no, no, he's your future. Oh, no, no, he's your future. But be safe. And by the way, this will be $59.99 a minute. And when you call me tomorrow, I'll get my other $60. Like, I don't know. Seems a little shady to me as far as I'm concerned. Don't know. And so it brings me to my next question before I move on to Natalie and Mike. And ST, you guys already know what that means. You should know what it means because I already, I already said it. Is Stephanie, in your opinion, an ST? Is she an S-tourist? Is she an S-tourist? 
What do you guys think? Is Stephanie considered an S tourist? Hey, MS, you're new. Welcome. Kimberly says, I'm not mad if a girl wants to get some D. Get it. Get it how you live it. I love that. Um, so Kimberly also answers the question. Yes, she's buying people left and right. And so, okay. My tube 777, what is ST? So I'm saying, is she a S tourist? Is she an S tourist? Does that explain it? Brittany, hey, Brittany, hey, girl, hey, welcome back. Brittany says, totally, totally. So I'm trying not to get bad. And Lita says, I vote yes. Oh, Valentina says, I don't think she is. Hey, Jojo. Um, and Dominique says, yes, she is. So let me know in the comments if you're watching later, if you're listening to the podcast, definitely let me know if you think that Stephanie is an ST. And if you don't know what ST is, S as in you're having a good time, tourist. Having a good time, tourist. All right, y'all, Mike and Natalie. And I'm just going to jump into the question before I even start talking about them. What are your thoughts on Mike and Natalie? If you watch our show, you already know, spoiler alert, how it goes and ends with them. So what are your thoughts on Mike and Natalie, their communication, their relationship? Um, there, that's there, there, Smex. Thank you, Cooch. Smex. Is she a Smex tourist? Thank you. I'm trying not to get banned from YouTube. Um, MyTube777 says, Natalie and Mike are the worst. And Amanda says, this is the most resentment-filled episode ever. And Lydia says, I'm done with those two. So Mike and Natalie, you guys, you know, last episode, he said that he didn't love her. Um, and then she has doubts about the relationship, but doesn't know why. And I was like, question mark, question mark. You don't know why he feels like he doesn't love you. Well, let me explain it to you, Natalie. It's hard for any person to feel like they love someone that constantly degrades them, says that they're fat, that they're lazy, that they're not intelligent, that you resent them, um, that they're cheaters, that they're liars, and they're ungrateful for everything. They question everything. They don't trust you. Like I can go on and on and on. And you're curious why he's having issues. Mind you, I've said it before and I'll say it again. He's still hurt and broken from when he was in debt, saved what little money he had while still in debt, flew to the Ukraine, proposed to you with the ring that he couldn't really afford, and then you threw that ring in his face, okay? If you don't understand what he's upset about and you have yet to really apologize, you've acknowledged, yes, you've done those things, but you haven't really apologized and you guys haven't mended that hurt. That's why he's not ready to marry you. 
And then you come over and talk, talk about his IQ and living in the woods and all of this stuff. And you wonder why your relationship's on the rocks. Like I, it's not confusing to me. Yes, MyTube777. Mike is totally still hurt. And MS says, I also think there's a language barrier that Mike uh, does not have patience for. And Cooch says, so hard to believe they actually got married. And Roberta says, her comments about people being below her, living in the woods, and wants the ring back. Hello, what is wrong with this picture? Exactly. Those are all the things that I'm saying. Like, you can't just be bitter Betty and complaining and talking crap about someone and then expect to have the security of a ring when he's not feeling it. He's not feeling it. So anyways, she calls Rachel a mental health expert and says that she's having troubles in her relationship. She actually acknowledges that she has trust issues, which I thought was fantastic because it's finally like, okay, instead of blaming everyone out there, what role am I playing? And her role is that she definitely has trust issues. And she talks about the issue that happened like over a year ago, if you guys remember, where with the best friend, he slept on the couch. She was getting married the next day. Her husband was supposed to be there or her husband-to-be was supposed to be there. He wasn't there. And then Natalie called or Mike called. However, they FaceTimed. She saw that he was stoned and, quote, half naked on the couch. And Sarah's like, oh, I'm going in the shower in the back. And Natalie assumed that they slept together. Now, what I thought was interesting, you guys, was... When Natalie said all that to him in this episode, did you guys notice that he actually didn't deny it? He didn't say, no, we never slept together. He never said that. Oh, hey, Lori, you're new. Uh, Natalie verbally is a verbally abusive to Mike. I'm not saying Mike has no fault. Not no one deserves verbal abuse. And yes, y'all, I always forget, Crystal, thank you for reminding me. You guys, if you're watching on YouTube, Facebook, or whatever, make sure you're liking and subscribing. Uh, we're new, so we're trying to build our numbers up. Tell a friend, tell a friend, and make sure to like. I want to see these likes go up. If you're watching on Facebook, just hit that like button real quick. If you're watching on YouTube, go ahead and hit that like, 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 and subscribe, 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 because that helps us grow. Thank you, Crystal. Um, Crystal says, I think they did something. He got more defensive than we have ever seen him. Yes, I agree. Valentina says, Mike is a gaslighter. Okay, well, let's talk about that because so Natalie feels like he wasn't being honest and she doesn't believe that they were just friends, Sarah and Mike, and she's upset about it still. She should have talked about that a year later. Hey, Sonara. Um, she should have talked about that and not let it sit and fester, in my opinion, for a year, and especially before you came to America. Like, talk about that. Talk about it. Say, hey, I'm still mad. I don't understand. And, you know, she did try to bring up, like, hey, we could call Sarah right now and, like, just talk about it. Well, you should have talked about it before you got there. You're obviously still mad about it and you have trust issues about it. So you should have talked about it. However, as Mike sat grooming his cat, 
which I thought was hilarious, you guys. Um, he looked like he hated her. Like he just was uninterested in having any type of conversation. And here's what I've heard. And I can't confirm this, you guys. And you know, I'm the news and gossip lady. I can't confirm this, but I read this. And again, I'm not confirming. I just read it. So according to a Reddit user, Mike has been in another relationship with another person that's local. And when he found out that Natalie got approved for a K-1 visa, he wasn't ready to break off that relationship. And, you know, they only had the 20 days and she had to come. So she came quickly. So according to this Reddit user, he's still holding on resentment to the fact that he wasn't ready for her to come over and he was actually like moving on a little bit. So again, I can't confirm it. That is not my tea. I'm not saying it's true or not true. I'm just telling you what I heard. That's what I heard in the streets. The streets are talking and the streets are saying that's why he's not being super receptive in this moment, in this season with Natalie. And if you can imagine if that's true, it all makes sense. It all makes sense why he's like super hostile. Someone in the live chat said, I think it was Valentina saying that he's gaslighting her. Well, he's probably like, just like, I'm over it. I found someone that makes me happy. You're not making me happy. Why am I dealing with it? And plus I have to pay all this money and you just sit around the house all day. Believe what you want to believe. I'm going to find out the facts. Hopefully I'll find out for Wednesday's news and gossip, but that's what I heard. So, with that in mind, you know, the, my question was, you know, maybe he just hates her. He hates her for being so negative Betty all the time. And she's like telling him that he got stoned and like, what would you do if I went to some guy's house? I got stoned. I woke up half naked and I called you. I don't cheat. I don't lie. And she really believes that Mike and Sarah had sex. And again, I'm going to say to you that watching this, Mike never denies that, right? He just says that they're really good friends. We find out that they were roommates for years. Mike says they look at each other like, you know, brother and sister, but he never actually verbally denies and says we never had sex. He never says that. So believe what you're going to believe, but I'm just saying... He never comes out and fully denies verbally that that didn't happen. So I don't know. Um, and then she goes into this whole how she's way more beautiful than him. And I had to give it to him for standing up for himself. And he's like, your beauty is ugly because, you know, beauty can come from the inside and your insides are not very beautiful. You know, so like. I, I get that I get I get what she's saying, but I also get what he's saying. I get that, you know what? You're acting ugly right now in the moment, Natalie. And he's acting passive aggressive in the moment. So, like, I don't know who's who's better. I don't know who's having this argument the correct way because they both have issues. So, um, he's like, you know what? He's not ready to marry her. He doesn't think that they fit together. He um, feels like she lives in the past. 
And he says, you don't even like me. So, like, why would I want to marry you? Wow, that's a whole lot, you guys. It's a whole lot. We don't fit together. You don't like me. And I'm not ready to marry you. And you guys have 30 days. Y'all, they have 30 days to get married. And don't forget, Natalie wanted to bring her, her mom and family over from the Ukraine. That's definitely not going to happen because they are not prepared. And as we've seen in like episode one or two, he's sending her back at some point. She's on her way back. And so this doesn't get better. However, we know the ending. So at some point it does get better, but it doesn't get better in the immediate future. Um, so Krista says, I'm done. Is that the tagline for the entire franchise? They should just call it 90 days. I'm done. Back. I think everyone has to say it at least once in their season. I'm done. I'm done. I'm done. I'm done with this. I'm done with you. Yeah, girl. Um, so they decide that they're going to go get some air and they're going to talk about it and they're going to walk along the beach and try to talk about their issues. Natalie tries to voice her trust issues. And in this moment, I thought that she was like the voice of reason, which I often don't think, but she did seem like she was the voice of reason in this. And she just was like, you know, I would feel more secure if I had my ring back. And I told you guys that that's what this whole fight about. This whole fight, you guys, is about her not having her ring back. She wants the ring so she can say she's engaged and that she's getting married. And because he's not giving the ring and how he verbally said that he's not ready to get married to her, that's the problem. We all know it. We all know it. But she finally verbally said it. And he said he's not ready. And he said that you shouldn't have taken it off. So we're not really engaged. Which I was like, pow. Mic drop. Mic drop. Because that's how he really feels. He feels like you came over here. We're not really engaged. We're trying to work out a relationship. But this clearly is not working for us. So, like, it is what it is. Yes, Raydella. It's always about the ring. He said, you know, if we were engaged and I gave it back to you, it would be a lie. And she feels like he's just punishing her for the hurtful things that happened in the past. Yeah, girl. Yeah. He is punishing you. What are you going to do about it? Because you're the one that threw the ring back at him for no really good reason. If you guys go back and watch the episode because she was mad and with like religion and all of this stuff, you threw it at him. You threw the ring at him. You know, actions have consequences. Yes. Mic drop. Facts. Cooch facts. Mic drop. Pow. That's exactly what he did. So there's that. You guys, I cannot believe I haven't even talked about the last three couples yet. I just keep talking. So bear with me. It's going to be a little bit of a longer episode. Um, Yara and Jovi, I just want to say Yara is, she's a badass. Yara is a badass. She's a badass. So they have this engagement party that Gwen is throwing. And, you know, obviously it's a little bit bigger than we all expected. But Yara's already mad at Jovi. So she's crying in the car. She's talking about how like three hours to do her makeup and she's already messing up her, her makeup. 
And I love how she screams at him, give me a napkin. He's like, I don't, I don't have one, right? Totally made me laugh. Yes. My team 777, Yara's hilarious. She super is hilarious because the way she talks to him, she's like, she gives zero Fs, zero Fs. She's like, this is how I feel in the moment and I'm about to talk about it. And she was like, yeah, I would already be back at, um, in, in Ukraine if I wasn't pregnant. In the car, she's saying this, on the way to their quote unquote engagement party. She doesn't feel good, she's nauseous. Uh, she's hoping that the party's gonna be small. And of course it wasn't small. There was like over 50 people. It looked like it was well-planned and they had like all these side trinkets, Yara and Jovi and all that stuff, which, you know, that's what moms do. They're going to make it special for you, which I thought was really sweet. Um, and Yara liked it too. She liked it. And she's like, you know, I feel like his mom cares. One cares about me. And then they had the Jovi and Yara dance with you guys. I cracked up about. So, they start dancing. Joey's trying to cop a feel on her booty. And meanwhile, she's whispering how much she hates them. I hate you. I hate you. I hate you. You suck. F-bomb this. F-bomb that. And meanwhile, Gwen is looking over and saying how much they're in love. And she's like, I was worried at first, but you can just tell by their eyes how much they're really in love. And i that's when I had to pause it. I had to pause it so that I could have a full-on laugh, a full-on laugh about how the mom is seeing one thing and meanwhile, Yara is like whispering sweet nothings about how much she hates him. Y'all, hilarious, hilarious. She called him a bitch. She said, I hate you. And... She was just pissed. So meanwhile, he is downplaying it by saying that it's her hormone. She's out of whack and she's crazy. And even if it wasn't her hormone, she's like regularly crazy. He says that he's just an asshole, which brings me to my question for you guys, um, which is this. Do you guys think Jovi drinks too much? Does Jovi drink too much? Brittany says, the editors on this show are great. And Crystal says, but glad you are Phil's mom ally. We don't see that often on this show. Um, and to answer the question, does Joby drink too much? Crystal says 100. MyTube777 says, hell yes. There you go. Lita says, yes. So she's pissed. Uh, Yara loves the party, but she doesn't love the fact that he is drinking so much and he's lost. She can't find him. Uh, Roberta says, possible, but he is a bit immature. The parents are awesome. And hey, Lynn, you're new. Welcome. If you had to be around Yara all the time, you'd drink too. <laughs> That's funny. Um, so they go get something to eat and then they're going to tell the parents that they're pregnant. So Jovi goes and finds Gwen and his dad. They sit down and they have the conversation and they're surprised, but like 
all grandparents, they're excited and happy. Aw, thanks, MS. Love your channel. Can't wait to join you again. Yay on the lives. Please do always come back and come again. We love having you guys here um, on Facebook, on YouTube, on Patreon. We, we love it. So thank you, MS. So they do the pregnancy announcement. Parents kind of take it better than I thought that they were going to take it, which was surprising to me. Um, and then Jovi is MIA. He's like hanging out with his friends. And even his friends kind of throw him under the bus. And they're like, you know, what kind of party is this? Is this a party for you guys? Or this is a party for Jovi to get drunk? And Yara's looking all over for Jovi, finally finds him. They do their on-camera thing. And she explains, like, hey, how come, like, you are leaving me? I'm pregnant. I'm alone. I don't know these people. These are your friends. Like, you should be with me. And he's like, I kind of just don't care. And that's how he said. He kind of just doesn't care, which I thought was super selfish of him. And um, she was like, well, what, like, do you care about me? You're going to have to care about the kids or do you just care about the alcohol? And he's like, I don't care. And he walks away. And I was like, wow, wow. That says a whole lot about Jovi and his priorities. Do you know what I mean? Like you say you cut down on your partying, you've cut down on your drinking because you're in this relationship, but you have a whole lot of growing up still to do. And that's the scary part because y'all are bringing a baby into the world. And as you guys know, they already have the baby. So either hopefully this is all for the drama of it all, or those are red flags. Those are red flags. Um, Crystal said, She's also newly pregnant. She might not have felt that way. Um, she did if she wasn't. She's seeking someone to care about the pregnancy. That's why she wanted to tell the mom so early. Yeah, I agree. Oh, Lynn, After Buzz. I missed you. I miss After Buzz. Thank you for being here and it being late. I'm glad you're not new and you found me on my page and After Buzz being on hiatus for so very long because of the pandemic. So welcome back, Lynn. Yay, hearts. Lynn, I don't know if you don't know this, but everyone that doesn't know this, I don't. I can't make the heart emoji properly with my fingers, but I try. So that is my heart. So I'm saying like heart love to you. It looks weird, right? It looks like a little bit. Anyways, let me not get sidetracked. Anywho, Rebecca and Ziad. What's my question for Rebecca and Ziad? My question is, does Rebecca have unrealistic expectations of the relationship? Does Rebecca have unrealistic expectations of the relationship? I absolutely think that she does. I absolutely think that she does. Okay, so. Oh, good. I'm glad I'm not the only one, Lynn, because like everyone makes fun of me. I've tried. Everyone showed me like C's upside down, whatever. I'm getting sidetracked again. So Rebecca and Ziad, she's super insecure. Roberta answers the question. Yes, she does have unrealistic expectations. I also think that she's super insecure. And I feel like the whole ageism thing, she brings it into the relationship more than anybody else. And, and we saw that last week and we saw it this week as well. So 
they go to meet her son, Brandon. And you guys, I need you to listen to me very clearly now. Okay. Very clearly. This, what I'm about to say is very important. So they're going to see Brandon, Rebecca's son. And as you guys saw in this episode, Zia drove. Now, if you watch this show, if you're a premium subscriber, I already told you, and if you don't want to know this, plug your ears because it's going to be a spoiler alert. If you don't already know, now you know. But Rebecca and Ziad have been married for quite some time now. And he's been in America for quite some time now. And I confirmed it months and months and months ago in my day ones. You all know this. What I thought was interesting, what I thought was a producing tafu, is that the word? Fabu, tafu, you know what I mean? A mistake on the producer's end is the fact that, because I'm an immigrant, I've gone through the process, so I know exactly what's going on. If Ziad indeed just got there and he can't work because he doesn't have a green card or papers, he definitely doesn't have a driver's license, you guys. Definitely doesn't have a driver's license. Unless, like my parents, you go and buy an international driver's license, which means that you can drive anywhere in the world, which is a separate test, which is a separate cost. I don't think that Ziad, who they've said that never left Tanzania ever in his life went and got an international license. What I do think is that this was a producing error because A, hear me now, he drives to Brandon's house who he apparently never met. He's like, do I go here? Do I go there? And Rebecca tries to play it off like he, he's not listening to um, the directions on the GPS. But why is he driving? You've been there for, it said 83 days. So he hadn't even been there for a week. So there was no way he got his license, period. And again, I know he didn't get his international license. I just know it didn't happen. So that's the first thing that was was like, oh, everything that I told y'all months and months and months ago, six months ago, eight months ago, whatever it was, absolutely true. He'd been in the U.S. for a super long time. That's why he actually did have his license already. And that's why he could drive the car. And also they film like a year in advance. So just FYI, that was a big producing. Just shouldn't have, wouldn't have, shouldn't have. Okay. So that was the first thing. They get to, um, well, let me talk about this. They get in the car. Rebecca's still jealous. She's still like talking weird too. And I keep saying this, Rebecca, stop talking in broken English, it's like disrespectful at this point. Like, you know your man, you've been with your man. All of a sudden you're acting like he can't understand what you're saying. And it's just disrespectful. Go to any person that teaches English as a second language and they're gonna tell you to speak to that person regularly so they can get your inflections and understand because no one's gonna speak to them in broken English like that. And it's like, it's rude. So anyway, she has a problem with the young girl, Hannah, who was flirting. And she says, if a woman in America offers to help you do anything, you say no. And I had like a whole issue with that. But okay, is, is that how it is out here? You can't just be nice. You just can't be friendly. You just can't help your neighbor. So any woman that offers any man help in America, it's a no. You're 
automatically flirting. I don't know. Let me know what you guys think in the comments. It's weird. Radella says, you know, if she'd already gotten her stuff out of storage, that part of the conversation with the young lady would not have even taken place. Facts. Rebecca had months and 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 months to do stuff and she did nothing. Okay. But I also think she's putting her own insecurities out there in the relationship. And, you know, I don't necessarily think that's fair, which we can talk about in a little bit. So they get to uh, her son, Brandon's, and here's the second tafu, okay? So Rebecca calls Ziad Brandon's stepdad. And I know that that wasn't a slip of the tongue. It's because they were already married, you guys. They're already, they've been married, right? So Ziad's driving, Ziad being 27, Brandon being 25. She makes a joke about how Ziad is the stepdad. Yeah, he's the stepdad because y'all already married. And so psh, verbal diarrhea right there, but whatever. Um, then Ziad tries to say like, He's been doing nothing. They call him Grandpa or Papa Ziad, which, again, you guys, is funny to me, but not super funny because it is what it is. But come to find out that Rebecca has five grandchildren, and Ziad said he's happy to be a grandfather. But what was interesting to me was when Kirsten, Brandon's wife, said, well, you love children so much and you talk about your your niece and your nephew. Don't you want kids of your own? And he paused for a second and then he said, no, I'm okay with no kids, no problem. And I don't believe him. And when he even talked about it to Rebecca when they went out for their coffee and ice cream and he said he was okay for now. Yeah, I wrote it down. Ziet's 27 Rebecca is what, 47, 48, 49, whatever. Let's just say she's 47. In 20 years, Zia's only going to be 47 years old. She will be 67 or 69. He can still have children. And guess what? He might want to. So what is that going to look like? He's okay for now. He's being honest. In this moment at 27 years old, just like Brendan and Julia, they don't feel ready. But... We found out in this episode that Rebecca can't have any kids because she had a partial, partial hysterectomy. Is he going to have regrets? I'm going to tell you right now that his response told me that he wants kids. He wants to be in America and loves Rebecca in this moment. But this 27-year-old in 10 years, in 20 years, he's going to want to have his own kids, period. And that's the part that was sad to me because you know what? Yeah, Crystal, when she said, there's no divorcing me, okay, well, guess what? He may not divorce you, but he's sure going to have a side chick, and that side chick is going to be 20 years old, and she's going to have a baby for him, guaranteed. I don't want to be like a hater, but that his response for right now, today, he's okay. He's not going to be okay tomorrow and guarantee you 10 years from now, he's going to want his own baby. And he even said that he even said every man, his words, every man's wants children. Yep. Belly. Exactly that. He said, he said, I don't want kids right now. He said, I'm okay right now. 
Sherry says he will cheat next season. Oh, guaranteed. There's a baby in the way. There's a baby somewhere in his future. It's just not with Rebecca. And then when he said, you guys, when he said that he just doesn't want to think about it, I literally wrote it down. Red flag. Red flag. Because he wants kids, you guys. He wants kids. Period. He wants kids. And he wants kids. And he wants kids. He got his way to America, and as you guys know, he has this little uh, Tanzania community now in Atlanta. He's feeling good, living his life. He's been there for a while, so he's got the feel of the land. And you know what? I don't, I don't deny that he loves Rebecca. I think he really, truly does love Rebecca. But I also think he's 27. And think about when you guys were 27, even to when you were 30. Things change from 27 to even 30. And you start thinking about these things, like getting married, having children, starting a family, all this stuff. So I won't be surprised. I won't be surprised that he's going to have and want to have children. Moving on to Tariq and Hazel. <laughs> oh, you guys, Tariq and Hazel crack me up. This, this show is just such a mess. Mess. So they're wedding planning. Uh, they have 35 days left before they have to get married. And uh, Hazel feels happy, but she wants to be more happy. And as they're talking to Tariq's friend, Angela, she says in order to be more happy, she wants to have a girlfriend. And Angela's like, oh, yeah, like a girlfriend to talk to, to hang out with. And she's like, no, not like that. Like a girlfriend, girlfriend. Um, and Angela doesn't take it very well. She's like, are you crazy? Y'all need to take some, I was like, this is the black girl shit. Like she was like, are y'all crazy? Y'all need to take some time to get to know each other, to bond, to do all that. And she went off. I was like, ah, that's funny. However, Angela also thought that it was Tariq pressuring Hazel into this ruffle. And I've said it before, and I'm going to say it again. Hazel loves Tariq. Hazel loves Tariq. Like, hey, that's my dude. I love him. Hazel is not in love with Tariq. Hazel wants to have her girlfriend. She's in America now. She she did all her sacrifices. She sacrificed being with her son, all this stuff. She's in a relationship with Tariq, but she doesn't want to be in a relationship exclusively with Tariq because her goal is to be in a in a relationship with a woman. And Tariq was just the vessel to get her to America so that she can live the life that she really wants. Period. So yes, she's happy. And hey, Tariq, you're my beard, and I love you. But like, can I get my girlfriend? That's what's happening. And what I thought was funny is that when, um. Angela was like, you know, when you bring an outside person into a relationship, it can make the relationship go sideways and it can do, it can be terrible for the relationship, which I totally agree with if everyone is not on board on what you're doing. Um, and I was like, but here's the thing. Hazel said, it's not going to be a big problem. And I was like, it's not going to be a big problem. Again, if you look at my notes, I say shaking my damn head because 
What about Minty? Minty was a problem because Minty was Tariq's type. That was the third in the relationship, and it didn't work out because Hazel got jealous because Hazel wants to have a girlfriend that only is a lesbian that only wants to be with Hazel, and Tree can be on the sideline. Tree can watch them and and all of that stuff, but she doesn't want someone who's truly like bisexual who's going to get down with both of them because that's not what she wants. She wants her girlfriend, and she want Tree was a means to an end. Period. Period. This relationship, I'm going to tell you. Tariq's going to get his feelings hurt. He's going to get his feelings hurt because he actually really does love um, Hazel and he wants to be with Hazel and he cares about Hazel. But Hazel, she loves him, but she's not in love with him. Okay? And I'm going to take you guys back to their first season where all of a sudden this prim and proper girl who put a pillow in between them so they wouldn't touch, we barely saw them kiss, we barely saw them do anything. And even now we barely see them do anything because she's not feeling him. He was a means to an end. And if, if you guys don't agree with me, fight me in the comments. But I'm going to tell you right here, right now, that she used him to get to America so she can live the free life that she wants. And she wanted it so bad. And again, fight me in the comments that she left her son that she wasn't even living with back in the Philippines. She wanted to live her life out loud and I I don't I'm not mad at her for it but she wanted to live her life out loud as a lesbian and Tariq's was a mean to the means to the end period and she's happy she got here but they got 30 what 35 days left to get married she's about to get that marriage license she's gonna go ahead and get that green card mark my word y'all two years in when she has her two-year green card and she has her girlfriend deuces to Tariq because guess what? I just want to be with my girlfriend right now. And, and now that my son's here, I'm good. But you're amazing. And you and I can be besties all day long. And I'll be here for you. But like in the love department, peace out. Peace out. The end. Y'all, that is everything. That is what happened. Yep. Yep. You know what? My... Tube seven seven seven, y'all. You and I are like besties. We're on the same page. Treek is just a, a vehicle to the USA, and Sherry says I think Treek will allow that. He lo he loves her. He does. I agree, but he's gonna get his feelings hurt, Sherry. Guys, thank you so much for joining. It's been wonderful. We had an amazing live chat. Welcome all the new people. Welcome back to all the regulars. Welcome back to the second and third timers. Make sure that you are liking, subscribing all across YouTube and you're sharing, 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 liking, liking, liking. And we'll be back here tomorrow, same time, same place. You guys, I am covering Bears All and The Single Life. And can I just tell you real quick, The Single Life is hilarious. And if you have don't have Discovery Plus, you should get it. But... They started off the episode with Big Ed, and y'all don't already know how I feel about Big Ed. And I'm already like 40 minutes into it, and it's still Big Ed. Like, you guys, start with Molly. Start with like, start with Colt. But I'm sitting through this five foot nothing. He says he calls himself quote. He calls himself Big Ed because it makes him feel tall. Anyhow, love y'all. See y'all tomorrow. Like, subscribe, like, subscribe. Bye for now.